Welcome to the One Answer, Two Question podcast, where my co-host Joe and I talk about current events from a Christian worldview. We invite you to listen. We hope it sparks a lot of questions. We hope you enjoy the conversation today. Hello, and welcome back to episode eight of the One Answer, Two Question podcast. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Joe. Joe, how's it going today? It's wonderful. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful and awesome. The last time I asked you that question was, okay, all right. (laughs) It's true. Well, what's going on in your world for it to be only okay and all right? Yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those overcast days, so... It's a soup day. It's a nap day. Oh man, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm so I'm so jealous of those. I know I watch my kids that uh like I'm tired. I'm just gonna lay down and take a nap. What? <laughs> when I feel that way, I just need an extra cup of coffee. Oh. See, I don't always actually take I don't I just talk about the nap. I don't actually take the nap. Okay. You know, I just I look out and I go, man, this is a great day for a nap. And then I go about you know, eating lots of chocolate and and drinking lots of coffee. So look, look, man, you don't have to you don't have to massage the truth just to make me feel better. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with it. If and and again, if you really did take a nap today, you're my hero, absolute hero. <laughs> no, I've been eating a lot. You know who has the best chocolate is Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna use the name. We're gonna use the name. We're gonna put it out there. Trader Joe's has the best chocolate. They and, do. And just to, just to be clear, co-host Joe does not have any uh, affiliation with the Trader Joe's no. franchise. So no. this is that's not a shameless plug for his company or anything. No. <laughs> no, Trader Joe's is good, man. We do a lot of shopping there as well. More than actually yeah. more than I wish we did when I see the uh, bill at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good stuff. They got they got a lot of good stuff there. Yeah, no, but seriously. Is- Shout out to Trader Joe's. We do we yeah. do enjoy your products greatly. So this is kind of a weird episode. It's we we talk about trying to come up with some kind of schedule, but this is crucial. Th- wouldn't you agree this is like a crucial podcast that we we both decided we needed to do. A- absolutely. We, to bring this up. we are 8 days away from the 2020 US presidential election. And yeah, I think we both felt compelled to contribute something to the discussion centered around what comes next. I don't know, man. There's all I see. I mean, I don't know what where you're getting your news, but I'm I'm over it. I'm over the whole the whole thing. Mainstream media, uh, you know, uh, YouTube uh, producers that put out their own media. I'm just I'm so over it. <laughs> you're over everybody, <laughs> huh? It's like it's like the it's like Christmas music that they start in the in the first week of December and they play 24 hours a day you know, seven days a week until New Year's. Right. I don't, I'm over it. So, so you're telling me that Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, that's, that's your number one favorite holiday song. Is that what you're saying? No. (laughs) (laughs) I know by the, by the 24th, I've heard that song and the, the song by uh, uh, Wham, The Last Christmas. What? The Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. I've never heard that song. Are you serious? I'm pretty sure, yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's a it's an absolute great song to uh, to be sick and tired of really, really quick. Uh, my favorite Christmas song, you know, as I'm sure it is for many other people, is Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. 
Now, it's so funny you bring that song up because two nights ago, my daughter had never heard it, and I shared that song with her, and also the I'm My Own Grandpa by Ray Stevens, which is also another classic if you haven't heard it. (laughs) I haven't. Uh, I'm My Own Grandpa? I'm My Own Grandpa. You have to look it up. It is a phenomenal song, uh, and you need to watch one of the videos that shares the genealogy tree as he's singing it to really fully appreciate how convoluted it is. <laughs> All right. That's on my to-do list. Like I don't have enough to do. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> as you go down the, the YouTube rabbit hole, that'll yeah. be uh that'll be top front and center right there. So what are you, what is your, what is your beef with the election? Exactly. Oh my gosh. Where do <laughs> I start? Yeah. Where do I start? Okay. So let me preface this entire conversation by saying that I am a, Christian libertarian capitalist. Front and center, foremost, that is a great way to describe me. Uh, I am a libertarian and I am a capitalist politically. And here's why. And I actually think there's a strong biblical basis for this, which is that human beings have free will. And I think fundamentally, that is a crucial thing that we, we somewhat brush over um, when we talk about religion. We talk about religion, we talk about all the things that you ought to do, but we also talk about the fact, or we should talk more about the fact that as a human being, you are absolutely granted the free will to not do anything that's good for you if you don't want to. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do those things, but doesn't mean you have to do those things. And so when it comes to politics, my number one thing is there's a ton of stuff that we as people, as citizens of this country, should be doing and should be doing differently. But I don't think that it's anybody's job to force us to do those things. Like, for instance, let me give you a current example. The situation with coronavirus and wearing masks. I am 100% against a mask mandate. I am also 100% for everybody wearing a flipping mask when you go out in public. Those two things are not contradictory to say that you're not have to be forced to do something that you also should do. Those two things are not contradictory. And I believe the number one problem with American politics right now is we feel like you can't have both things um, exist simultaneously. Like you can't think you shouldn't legislate it, but that you should still do it. Like that seems to have become this, well, if you think you should wear a mask, it's liberal. If you don't think you should wear a mask, it's conservative. That's a ridiculous, that's a false dichotomy. And we are being forced into so many false dichotomies, so many false choices as, as Americans and as Christians for that matter, but in particular as Americans, that that is my number one issue with politics. Well, I mean, I, I, I appreciate and respect the fact that you know who you are and that you put that out there right on the get-go. Um, to to respond in, in like manner, I would come out and say that I am a very passionate American. However, I have a longstanding irritation with our voting system. I have always felt that it was ridiculous to believe that there are only two options available. and you know, as far as independent candidates or anything that's outside of either the Republican or Democratic options is just really, it's not even on the table. 
You okay. know, it just it just gets put to the side and that's pretty much it. That's one part of it. The other part of it is that I spent most of my life in a state, and I'm not going to mention the state, but I spent most of my life in a state where the last three elections prior to, you know, uh, prior to 2016, there was, there was controversy as to the actual outcome. And that circumstance um, made it clear to me that my vote really didn't count. That was what it instilled in me is that my vote didn't count because even if it did count, it ultimately wouldn't count because it would be put into question. And so between those two options, admittedly, I did not vote until the 2016 election. Wow. I was actually, I was actually opposed to it because I thought the whole thing was a farce. Okay. Now that I have, now that I have participated in um, an election, and I'll just tell you straight up, I didn't vote for Trump and I didn't vote for Clinton in the 2016 election. Okay. Um, just to make that clear, I guess the most bizarre way to explain what my perspective has been, although I am a very passionate American, my perspective has sort of been along the lines of, hear me out for a second, how important do you think it was to the Jews in the Old Testament under the direction and control of Egypt, was it to have any control over who the Pharaoh was? Wait, let me back this up. So you're asking how important it was to the Jews that, you know, we're talking about Pharaoh, we're talking about the Passover, the plagues. Yeah. How important it was to them who their Pharaoh was. Right. Right. Well, as far as I'm aware, they didn't have a choice. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly <laughs> my point, is when we are given two bad choices for who is going to run our country, in my opinion, okay, mm -hmm. it, it, it seems that throughout my, throughout my entire life, it's always been the same thing, choosing the lesser of two evils. And I've had it. I'm tired of being only given the choice of the lesser of two evils. Right. So, so you bring up so many, so many questions. You bring up so many, uh, and I think most people I talk to, they have a feeling very similar to yours, right? Like they've had it. Why is this the best we have to offer? And I'm going to say that the reason these are our poor choices is because that's who we have become as a people. I think our poor leadership is a reflection of our poor citizenry. And I realize that's a bold and that's a controversial statement to make. But the, the idea is that we typically deserve the choices we get. We have allowed our culture over the last whatever length of time, 20, 30, 40 years, we have devolved into a fast food, I only want news that's a soundbite, I want a clear I want it black and white. I don't want gray areas. I don't want to have to think. I don't want to have to have a reasonable discussion. I don't want to have to agree to disagree. I don't want to get involved in the minutia of uh, 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 of policy. And that's I mean and that's what you have. That is now what you have. Most people I speak to on either side of the issue other than a quick soundbite, this is how I believe. The level of depth of how they understand the policy decisions 
and the policy discussions is skin deep at best. They, you know, to me, politics has become the new American religion. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're either for us or you're against us. And it's not an inclusive religion. No, not at all. I mean, that's, that's been another one of my, uh, another one of my issues is that, and, and speaking from, from a Christian worldview, I see this as, as so divisive. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay. So you go to this church, I go to my own church and we don't agree. So that means that you're wrong. And, you know, I mean, seriously, you know, people sit here and say, well, I have these beliefs and you have those beliefs and I'm tired. I'm not going to talk to you anymore because you don't agree with me. And at the end of the day, the fact of the matter is, is none of us should agree with any of the rest of us because we should all, we're, we're all unique individuals and we don't all agree on every single point and issue. And that doesn't mean that we should look upon each other with hatred or think that we're more, that we're superior to the people that we're talking to. What is the matter with us? Well, that's a wonderful question. I, I wish I had an answer well, for I you know, on that. I know what <laughs> the answer I, is. <laughs> okay, the you answer, know what the answer is? I What's know the, what answer, the answer, Joe? What's the, the answer, answer? The answer is sin. That's okay. the answer. The answer is sin. We've allowed it for too long in our lives. We've allowed it too long in our, in our country. We've allowed it too long in, in the offices that, um, that dictate the laws that are, that are you know, over the land. Okay, so let's, let's, you know, words matter. The definitions of words matter. When you say the word sin, what do you mean by that word? Missing the mark. Missing the mark. Not holding, not holding our, ourselves. When I, when I speak of sin, I'm talking about as the word applies to me. Okay? okay. I'm not saying as it applies to how I judge other people. Because I'm not in a position to judge other people. So when I think of the word sin, I look in the mirror, okay? And I say, this is where I've missed the mark. I say, you know, this is, this is not the right thinking on this. I have missed the mark. This is the wrong action. Who, who dictates what is right or wrong? Well, the scripture does. God's word does. God's commandments do. And so when I make the wrong decision, I suffer the outcome. I have to take responsibility for my actions or I, you know, or I suffer the, uh, the results and the circumstances that follow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think clearly anybody who looks at this election and goes, this is the lesser of two evils choice, you know, that's what we're suffering from. We've done this to ourselves and, or we've allowed it to be done to us. And that, you know, I'll touch on another thing. Um, I believe from the bottom of my heart, and I don't know why, and a lot of this comes down to to hubris, pride, arrogance. I don't know why we think that here at this country at this time, that the lessons of history are no longer applicable to us. We look back at history and we see all of the intrigue. We see the way governments conspired against their own people, how there were ministries of propaganda, how all of these things took place. And now somehow or another, we feel like we don't exist in a, in a time or a place where that's possible. Uh, you know, one of the things you talk about the mainstream media, I have seen so many videos of where every major news network in, you know, in, in, in news networks across the country 
who are all using the exact same phrase at the exact same time on the exact same day, no matter if they're in Florida or Maine or California or Alaska. It's all a conspiracy. Now, whether or not this is a conspiracy like a QAnon conspiracy or New World Order and Illuminati, I have no idea about a lot of that stuff. But when I say the word conspiracy, I mean conspiring, you know, getting together with others and having that have a vested self-interest in getting other people to act a certain way. And if you don't think that the media and the people who make billions of dollars controlling what you think, what you buy, how you believe, if you don't think they have a vested interest in shaping your opinions through news or call it propaganda or marketing or whatever you want to say, you're not paying attention. These companies across the globe, they have an out they have a reason to make you believe a certain way. And I'll tell you that the biggest reason that I am so nervous about this upcoming election is I have seen the confluence of power behind the media, behind the social media to to not share real journalism anymore. I mean, clearly, if you're paying attention, they are in the bag for the Democrats right now. I mean, they're leftist. They want the left to win. Now, the question is, why? Why do they want the left to win so much. I'm going I'm, I'm to have to interrupt you on that because actually from, and, and I'm not, I'm not entirely disagreeing with you on this, but I, I actually see it as, as a bit further than that. Like, okay. I don't, I, I don't see it as being that they're in the bag for the Democrats. I think they're in the bag for the extreme left, which isn't okay. even, which isn't even Democrat anymore. I don't even know what it is. I mean, we could say that it's this organization or that it's this um, belief system. I don't even know who to who to tag it on. But what I do know is that it is way out. It's way off the rails to the to the far extreme left. Okay, so I don't. Well, I believe- mean, what do, what do you what have you seen happen that makes you think that riots, looting, okay. and the fact that there are few people that are standing up and saying that this is wrong and something needs to be done by the mainstream media, okay, by, by multiple outlets, whether it's online or on TV, makes no difference. Nobody is stepping up and saying that this stuff is wrong. Why? If you don't speak out and say something against it, that's the same thing as being for it. So that's what I'm seeing. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, man, I'm with you. I'm seeing the same thing. I'm seeing where, like you said, if you don't actively support an extreme position, it it means you're an outsider. It means you're a pariah. You're an outcast. And it makes you the it makes you the enemy as well. I mean, right. there were there were people that had rocks thrown at them today in New York. I saw that the Jews for Trump. That's right. They had rocks yeah. and pepper spray thrown at them by other citizens, not by the police. Not by any military uh, organization that was there to protect the the lives of those people. They were they were being attacked by their own citizens. That's civil. That's civil war stuff. That's civil war. Well, and I I don't think you're I don't think you're uh, incorrect about that. I, I I think we've discussed this at times in the past, but I, I will not be shocked if history doesn't look back and judge where we are right now as the opening. 
um, the openings of a of a civil war in this country again. Um, and here and here's why I've I've really thought about this uh, this 2020 election, and what I have really considered is that I don't think whoever wins, whoever wins the election, I don't think the other side accepts the election. If Trump wins, I don't think the Democrats accept it. If Biden wins, I don't think the the, the Republicans accept it. Or and if even if the political parties themselves accept it, I don't see either of these guys stepping into the presidency and making it better. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just don't. I just don't see it getting better. I see it getting worse. Either way, win, lose, or draw, no matter which side you kind of feel like you're aligned with right now. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't see where this gets better. And this comes. This is the. This is the crux of that argument. When I say it's religion, I don't know how you find a middle ground anymore. And that's the thing that scares me the most. The positions are now so entrenched, so extreme. I don't know how we meet back in the middle. Um, I, I just, I really don't know. I don't know how to take somebody who is on the opposite side of these arguments and is so extremely on the opposite side of these arguments. I don't know how to go, hey, you know, there is a spot here where maybe we can come back together. I just don't know how it happens. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I'm so, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know how to put it in polite terms. I mean, to go back to what you were saying, you know, yes, there are choices that we've made that brought us here. Absolutely. There are choices, but we, it, you know, we were led, we were led here like sheep to a slaughter. Okay. By the mainstream media, when you're only allowed two choices. Okay. Like it, it's either Coke or Pepsi. It's either McDonald's or, or, or Burger King. You know, I mean, we're only given certain choices and we're only given certain perspectives. And I was talking, I forget who I was that I was talking to. Um, but there was something that I thought that was interesting. And it was this, I actually would see footage of, um, of Joe Biden and he could barely put a sentence together. Okay. Mm -hmm. On, on one network, he could barely put a sentence together. This is not fabricated. This is true. Okay. Yep. Barely put a sentence together, acted like he didn't even know where he was, acted like he had, you know, I, I mean, no disrespect to the man, but it was as though he was basically unable to function. And that was the footage that they showed. Now, right. okay. Now, by the same token, you go to the you go to the other side of the um, political media monster, right? And he was so articulate and so exacting in his thought process that it was as though it was a different person. Now, hear me out, okay? Because it was those same outlets that were showing Trump as a babbling idiot. And on the flip side, the outlets that were showing Biden footage like he could barely put a sentence together showed Trump as a compassionate leader with direction and insight. My right. point being, my point being is that if if these things are going on and you're not questioning that there is 
I don't know what the entity is. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, going back to your conspiracy theory thing. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know who the powers are that are pulling these strings, but if you don't see that they are being pulled, you're the puppet. If you don't see these strings. Right. Well, you know, it's, I've heard this before, but it's like, you know, when you go into a, a room and you look around, if you don't know who the, like the class clown is, it's you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And this is the same thing. And I've, I've been asked by, uh, different, you know, friends and family members, why I watch one particular news network over another. And they're like, cause, and, and the, 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 um, the accusation is always the same. It's like, well, the news you watch is biased. And they go, yeah, I know. And the news that you watch is biased too. The difference is, and he, and it's a very simple thing. I watch the news that is biased knowing it's biased. And the reason is because when I watch one side versus the other, one side is going to support, at least make me feel good about my position. And if I have to watch the other network, that's the opposite. It's just trashing the way I think about the world. So why in the world? It's an echo chamber. It is absolutely an echo chamber. So if I have the free will and the choice to listen to somebody who supports what I think versus somebody who disagrees with what I think, it's a no brainer. Of course, I'm going to choose to watch the network, which is simply going to, as you said, it's an echo chamber. You're only hearing voices come back to you that sound just like your own because it makes you feel super smart. Like, yes, I'm right. The way I see things is totally correct. And there is huge money at play. There's huge money at play. And I want to touch on something because it came back to me. You're talking about the the false choice, right? The the two different – the false choice. Correct. So there's there's part of this though where other countries allow more people into the ring, let's say. And so what happens in, you know, in different places, like um, there's some of the European countries that do this. Let's say as an example, they have 20 candidates running for office. Now you still have to get a majority. And this is why it always defaults back to a two-party system. It's because what will wind up happening is there's, you know, typically in those European countries, each party represents an issue. So there's 5% of the population is for certain gun control measures or certain, you know, and another is uh, 5% for healthcare. That's their, that's the B in their bonnet and another 5% for this thing and that thing. And so what winds up happening is you have 20 different competitors, none of which who can coalesce a majority. So then they start banding together. And so the one group makes a deal with the other group, like, Hey, let's work together. And then our guy will get 10% of the vote. And then what winds up happening is ultimately these 20 disparate, um, you know, issues, these little, you know, uh, things that people are concerned about, they wind up coalescing and half of them are like, well, we support all of these things. And then the other half are like, well, if you support my stuff, I'll support all of your stuff. And you wind up with a two-party system again. So even when you have multiple choices, usually because of the nature of people siding with each other, you still wind up ultimately with only two choices. Well, isn't that a conspiracy? It is a conspiracy. I mean, people are conspiring together to win an election. Absolutely. Yeah. They're absolutely conspiring. People conspire all the time. Yeah. You know, 
you you have probably conspired with somebody in the last week. I've you cons- probably I conspired with you to talk about this today. You and that's I got exactly on the phone. right. You and I got on the phone. And you said, "You know what we ought to do? <laughs> we ought to make another podcast." Hey, I'm that's down right. With, I'm down with yeah. that. Let's do that. <laughs> and here we are. And yep. here we are. And our listeners are suffering. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I strongly suspect that most of our listeners, and I strongly suspect everybody, feels exactly what we're saying. They've picked a side, but at their heart of hearts, they know this is not. They know this is not sustainable. The, and the the biggest thing is, as with all things, the people with the least to lose are going to be the most aggressive about their stances. Because if you're 20 years old and you have a strong position on this and you want to overthrow the government, it, it really is not going to impact you the same way it's going to impact a 60-year-old that has maybe kids and grandkids and a business and houses and investments. And that guy's going, wait a second, you know, I stand to lose a lot here. right? And, and so you are, you know, that's, that's a big piece. And then that's, I mean, that's consistent across history. You know, rarely the American Revolution was a rarity, you know, because the men that did the American Revolution were not men without means. Usually revolutionaries are the people who are not in charge that resort to the violence to get the to get the attention of those in charge. I mean, the people who wrote the Constitution, who 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 went to war and signed the Declaration of Independence in 1776, I mean Many of them were the leaders of the colonies. They stood to lose everything. Yeah. So rather than being people with nothing that stand to gain everything, these were people who had everything who stand to lose it all. Yeah. And that's the difference in, in, in the revolutions that we had versus the revolutions that you see in other places. You know, um, they were willing to risk what they had for something better. Um, but and they had everything. Yeah. Um, you know, we had one of the signers was uh I think the first American millionaire. You know, can you imagine having a million dollars these days is a big deal. Can you imagine having a million dollars in seventeen seventy five? Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like um, you know, that's that's legitimately like one of the captains of industry. I mean, that would be like the CEO of a you know, a Fortune one hundred company. Saying like, yeah, I mean, I'm willing to, I'm willing to to throw down, I'm willing to lose this all, uh, for the chance at something better. But this is like, this doesn't feel as organic as that sounds. Like that sounded like something that I'm going to stand up for something that I believe in, and it was, it was like a do or die circumstance. Okay, like if they didn't stand up, then they were going to have to suffer the consequences. But this, what we're going through now, it feels synthetic. It doesn't feel organic. It doesn't even feel like a grassroots movement. It feels like a manipulation. Well, let me, here's, here's what it feels like. It's a meme that I pulled up just for this, uh, this chat we were going to have. Okay. Um, I'll just read I love memes. I love memes. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly where this came from, (laughs) but it says, if you go to the Southwest desert and catch a hundred red fire ants, as well as a hundred large black ants and put them in a jar at first, nothing will happen. However, if you violently shake the jar and dump them back on the ground, the ants will fight each other until they eventually kill each other. 
The really? Th- the thing is, the red ants think that the black ants are the enemy and vice versa. When in reality, the real enemy is the person who shook the jar. This is exactly what's happening in our society today. Liberal versus conservative, black versus white, pro-mask versus anti-mask. The real question that we should be asking ourselves is who is shaking the jar and why? And this is a quote from Alex Morton, and I don't, I don't know where that came from, but dead on. That's exactly what's going on. And that reminds me of a Bible verse that I was looking up earlier. Preach to me, Joe. I'm I'm loving this. I'm shaking it up, dude. Well, it's really simple, man. It Jesus said, if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Okay? What's happening in our country is 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 got me at my at my wit's end. We are allowing ourselves to be divided. We are not only allowing ourselves to be be divided, we're actually choosing those divisive measures in how we interact with each other, which makes us more susceptible to our enemies. And if you don't know who your enemies are, then you will suffer the consequences of having been attacked by them. Right. Well, you know, one of the things that exactly what you're saying, uh, and of course, you know, Lincoln quoted Lincoln quoted that verse back during the 1860s about a house divided itself against itself cannot stand. But one of the things, if you are a Christian looking at the lens of the world, and this is, I think, really important, is Christians should understand that there really is evil in the world. And that evil is coming for us. And that there there is beyond a left versus right, a liberal versus conservative, there is a moral right and a moral wrong. And we are being drugged into a world that is trying to tell us that things that are wrong are right and things that are right are wrong. And when you're looking at politics, to me, that becomes, that becomes the important piece to be aware of. And so, like, for instance, I'm going to touch on the abortion issue because it's a hotbed issue. But you have two different sides to this. Clearly, you've got pro, you know, pro-life and you've got the pro-choice. But what we don't talk about is, okay, well, I'm willing to save babies, but what are we going to do for them after they're born? How are we going to make sure that these kids that come into the world actually have something to to stand upon, to grow from, to grow into, right? So we, like clearly, morally, I am 100% anti-abortion. I'm 100% against it. So I'm pro-life, but I also notice that conservatives tend to be against some of the same social programs that would benefit these kids that if they were born, gave them an opportunity to succeed in life, right? And so that's just one example where I wrestle with it personally, which is like, well, you know, which is it? Like if I'm pro-life, if I love these children, which clearly I do, then what are we doing for them beyond that point in time? Okay, well, now you're here, so good luck to you. Um, you know, and that's, but that's, a, I mean, that's a real, those are real choices, those are real decisions. And somehow we have found it impossible to find some sort of middle ground as a society uh, you, you know, it, it drives me nuts. It's like I talk to people and they're like, well, I'm pro-choice. I'm like, 
okay, but are you like, are you actually for the idea of like a baby being killed? Like I get what you, I get the reasoning of I'm pro choice. Like I get what you're trying to say about a woman's rights, but are you like, actually, is it a good idea to do this? Like maybe you have the right to do it, but is it a good idea? Like, are, is this really something you want to champion? Like you're out there like, yes, you should go do this. Right. And so that's my, that's my counter to the, to, to the liberals. It's like, okay, so what if you have the right, why aren't you out there telling everybody like, look, you can do it, but you really shouldn't because you're killing a child before it's born. Like why aren't both sides looking at their own flaws and their own arguments and trying to address them as if I have all the right answers in the world or the, uh, my opponent has all the right answers. Like, why, why are we find it so impossible to do that? I think it's because we constantly within ourselves, we want to justify our own actions. We don't look to take responsibility for them. You know, it's the issue of pride over and over and over again. That's it. Like you said, over and over again. I mean, how I wonder, I've never counted it, but if you were just to guesstimate, how many stories in the Bible between the Old and New Testament are about somebody's downfall because of pride? All of them. <laughs> cover to all cover. To cover. That's it. That's the whole, that's the, that's the human condition. That's all of them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and it, you know, as as the as the Bible as the Bible expanded and more books were added, like they go, look, I know we've written twenty books about this so far, but clearly you haven't gotten it. Let's add another one, and then you go, well, I guess we got sixty three. You think this will cover it? Like, nah, I don't think so. Nah. We need more. We're gonna need to add a whole new book to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I'm not really, I'm not really sure where it is that we're going with. I this. don't either. And I'm, I, I mean, as a country, but I, <laughs> I thought you, I thought you meant with the podcast and I was in agreement with well, you there too. <laughs> yeah. I mean that too. I mean, the thing, the thing of it is, is, is that we don't know when, we don't know when you're listening to this. We don't, we have no idea whether you're listening to this pre-election or post-election, or if you're even in the United States listening to this. But the thing of it is, is that whether you have whether you're on one side of the fence or the other side of the fence if you are a child of god you need to understand that that this is dividing our country okay and whether whether biden gets elected or trump gets elected you need to understand that it is important to pray for our country and as the president of our country we need to collectively be praying for him because it is ultimately the boat that we're all in the point being is that we have to we have to stop attacking ourselves. You know, it's like it's like our country has an autoimmune disorder, you know, where we attack our own our own bodies. It's what do we hope to gain by this? You know, you can't this this it's a yeah. Marxist theory to think that you can tear everything down and that's anything good will come of it. Nothing comes from it except destruction, you know? Right. Well, the 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 moral relativism argument uh, is one of the things I think is so destructive. The idea that it's a sliding scale and, it, and it's, it's really, it's not like, it's not a sliding scale. There are things that are moral and there are things that are immoral and nobody, nobody listening to this, none of you have a lock on being on the moral high ground. 
because everybody listening to this podcast, uh, the two guys that are currently engaged in a discussion in this podcast, everybody involved right now is morally flawed, right? So even if you feel like you have the high ground in one area, you don't have it somewhere else. And that's going to be your undoing. And that's the same for everybody. So everybody is in that same situation. So there is right, there is wrong, and nobody has a complete and total uh, monopoly on that. And the, I think you're right, man. I think the faster we all recognize that there are deep flaws within each of us that we have to address, uh, then, then we're not, you know, we're not getting out of the situation. The boat, the boat's going to sink and we're all going down with it. I've heard all kinds of things um, from different outlets, as I'm sure you already know, that, you know, this is this is Antifa or it's uh, the Proud Boys or it's uh, BLM that are the the cause of all of our troubles or it's Trump is the cause of all of our troubles and this and that and the other thing. And as you said, I don't see how this is going to get better no matter who wins this election. You know, after the fact, it's I, I don't see how it's going to get better. But man, I just feel like I just feel like we just need to pray for our country, and we need to decide that we're not going to allow ourselves, no matter who wins, to be manipulated into taking part in a civil war that we didn't start. Well, and I think when you're saying that, that's you're so right, and the it's about you know what is it it's about the forces of evil it's about the principalities well that is the civil war that is exactly right the devil is having a field day with us absolutely and for as long as we allow it or for as long as we decide don't participate it's really that simple don't participate in it stand up against it in the light now you're not encouraging people not to vote, right? You're saying no, no, stand, no, 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 no. stand up against being involved. You know, you don't you don't have to be drug into the war. Exactly right. Yeah. I mean, there is a war, there is absolutely a war to be fought and it's one before God. Right. Okay. It's not one that's that's uh I need to go out and I need to chant and rant, okay? Or I need to go and I need to loot. That's that's not accomplishing anything. It's destroying, it's destroying your own home. Yeah, no, no, I'm not encouraging not voting. You should absolutely vote. Right. Well, uh, yeah, I, I knew what you meant, ma'am. I just wanted to, I just wanted to make sure that you uh, clarified without that, because that's, um, you know, I think that's, I think it's important because a lot of people think, I shouldn't say a lot of people. But people tend to just throw their hands up in the air and go, it doesn't matter. No, it does matter. It does. Everything you do matters every single day. And that's why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to bring this full circle by coming back to the original thing I said, which is that people have free will. There are people conspiring against you. There are people that you are aligned against. It is up to you as an individual to decide what your level of participation is in that. Which direction do you take it? You know, it, as simple as it sounds, literally, if everybody in the country woke up tomorrow morning and went simultaneously, you know what? I'm going to do everything in my power. I'm going to find common ground with every single person I meet. I'm going to love on my neighbors. You know, I'm going to find common ground with my neighbors. I'm going to find a reasonable solution that we all can live with with every single person I meet. 
that's what I'm going to do today. If every single person did that tomorrow, the problem would be solved overnight. Yeah. That's the, worth, really, that's the worthwhile really that fight right there. That is the worthwhile fight. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to, and, uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of, of all, you know, and I say this, I'm a big fan of the world's religions. And the reason I say I'm a big fan of world religions, obviously I'm a Christian. I come at everything from that lens, but I also know that the underlying message and basically every single religion that has survived any length of time has been the basic message of love God and love your neighbor. Right. That's the that's the underlying message in them all. I tend, you know, clearly I have a, a perspective about which one I think is 100 percent on correct. Um, but one of the things I love is a Bob Marley quote, who is a Rastafarian. And he said, and, you know, wh- whether you agree or disagree with the religion, there's some devout folks. They really are. You know, if they believe they believe. And I respect that. And one of the things that Bob Marley said is he goes, if you, he goes, when you win, you have to win with God. Cause if you don't, you're just going to have to fight again. And, and I think that is the truest statement about the human condition I've ever heard. You know, if you, if you're in this election and your side wins and you don't really have God on your side, if and when, by that, I mean, if you're not on God's side with the way you've positioned yourself, you're not, you didn't win. You're going to be fighting again. It's just a matter of when is that going to take place? Because a victory is only a victory if it can be sustained, um, at least in the type of fight that we're talking about right now. You know, beating up your neighbor is what kind of victory is that? You still live next door to each other. So you beat them up today. Then what do you do tomorrow? What about the day after that? At what point does it end? It doesn't. It's a Hatfields and McCoys. It's just going to escalate, escalate, escalate. All right. There you have it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, get out, vote early, vote often. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who are voting more than yeah. once. That's it. <laughs> Poor Aunt Shirley. <laughs> I I know what I know what she would have been thinking. <laughs> I know what I know how she would have voted. So I'm going to vote on her behalf because I know what she would have wanted. Exactly. That's funny, man. All right. Well, everyone, um, seriously, however you're, um, however you decide to vote in the election, we do encourage you to get out there. Um, and uh, like Joe said, man, pray for our country. Just pray for our country. Pray for this to be God's will be done. And that this becomes a point that brings us back together and not further apart. God bless you all. We'll see you next time.